Um, so let me just pray and then we're going to get right into it. Dear Lord, I thank you for um, this opportunity, Lord God, to bring your word, Lord God. And it is always a humbling experience, Lord God, to come, Lord God, and present your word, Lord God, which is powerful, that is sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord. I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to people's hearts. And I pray that you would move in this place, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you could, you know, your word helps us to set vision and purpose in our life so that we know where we're going, so that we're not... Lord God, aimlessly wandering off into the future, but we actually know because we can, sh- we can hold on to your word. We can stand and live by your word. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to focus um, today on the greatest person we could ever love and the greatest purpose we could ever live. Our theme this year is a king, speaking of kings, the king of kings, and a cause. The king of kings and the cause of causes. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to just share a little bit of a video. If we can play that now, Sonny, and then we're going to get right into that. Awesome. Our world has seen many kings. Be the mountain where I Every corner has seen the rise and fall of their empires and kingdoms. The fountain I dream Built in search of power, forged at the expense of others. But time is not kind, and all that is built by earthly kings is temporal. But we know a king that wears a different crown, whose kingdom has no walls or borders. And our king has given us his cause. A different kind of fight, not against the world, but for it. Amen. There is no other king like the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. And I want to connect our courage culture, you know, and fearless theme from 2022 to the king and the cause in 2023. I want to Bring that together. Linking fearless and a courage culture to a king and a cause. And we're going to discover, you know, we already talk about the cause in this church all the time, but we're going to go there even further this morning. A king to love and a cause to serve. With a courageous heart, we bow before our king and we commit ourselves to his kingdom Come. We have someone to love and something to do. Our King of Kings taught us to pray this prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Come on. He taught us how to pray. This is our king. This is our cause. Our cause is his kingdom come and his will be done in our city as it is in heaven. Come on. In our neighborhood as it is in heaven. In our marriage and family and church and school as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Church, heaven is near. You know, sometimes we think about heaven as a place, we fixate our mindsets upon the place that, you know, we will go one day, will be one day when we pass from this life to the next. But let me encourage you some, with something. Heaven is actually near. And I want to share a little bit about that so you kind of grasp that and realize that this heaven that we're talking about, yes, it is a place that we will dwell with our Father in heaven forever and ever. But heaven is near here and now. Matthew 4.17 says this, The kingdom of heaven is near. I have been in touch and communication this morning, right, with my Father in heaven. This morning. I have immediate and instant access to my Father in heaven. Isn't that powerful? Immediate and instant access. Just like this week when I, I caught up with my, my father-in-law, you know, um, over FaceTime, when we caught up, we have that immediate access to be able to be in communication. I have access to Christ seated at the right hand of the Father on the planet of or in the realm of heaven through the technology of the Holy Spirit. Powerful. Heaven and the heavenly things above are near and available and reachable and accessible. Heaven is not far from us. You know, as I said, somewhere in the galaxy, heaven, the Bible teaches, is not far from us. Angels are near. The cloud of witnesses are near. Help is near. It is not far. It is above us. My help, the Bible says, comes from where? Above. I set my affection on things above. And this is not, this is while I'm on earth, while I'm here in the here and now, I'm setting my affection on the things above. Colossians 3, 1 says this, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. And we spoke about that recently about being eternally minded instead of being temp thinking about the temporal and the here, the here and now. Of course, we live in the here and now, 
but to focus your mind and your heart and your decision making on the eternal. Stephen, who was martyred for Christ, saw heaven from earth. Heaven is near. Christ ascended to heaven from earth and was taken out of their sight. While they watched, Christ ascended to heaven. Acts 1.11 says, Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Church, heaven is near. It is out of our sight, perhaps, but it is not far. You can be there in an instant. And you know what? Actually, sadly this week, um, Joe and I had a dear friend pass you know, from this life into eternity with, with Jesus. And um, you know, we, we, she was a dear old lady that um, we, we would you know, love our family, was always generous towards my family, helped me when I was at uni, mark my assignments, helped me with some of my, you know, making sure I'm writing correctly. Beautiful lady. But you know what? Heaven is near. She's gone, she's taken one step from here to heaven. And now she's in the glory of his presence. She's a woman that loved God. Heaven is near. Ephesians 2.6 says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. Isn't that cool? Isn't that a, isn't that a reminder that, you know, just like uh, my wife is an American citizen, she lives here, right? We, our citizenship is in the place that is near. Our citizenship is in heaven. Jesus told us to store up treasure, not on earth, but where? In heaven, in heaven. Paul said, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Here and now, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in the place that is near. Our names are registered in heaven. We have wisdom from above. We have tasted the heavenly gift. Hebrews 6, 4 says, I have partaken of the heavenly calling. He has preserved us for his heavenly kingdom. For his heavenly kingdom. We belong to and bear the image of the heavenly man. Are we seeing the scripture revealed to us that heaven is not this only far distant place that one day is our ultimate destination. Heaven is near, right here, right now, for us to be able to receive that help or receive the spiritual gifts. And our cause, church, our cause is to bring his kingdom, heavenly kingdom, on earth as it is in heaven. That is our cause. 
That is the prayer of our Savior, Jesus. He prayed that prayer. It's an important prayer. And so here is our mandate and our mission for 2023. Let me share this. What on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? What on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? Turn to the person next to you and say, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? I just love that little statement. What on earth are we doing for heaven's sake? <laughs> I want us to be saying that this year. Sharing that. Hey, what on earth are you doing for heaven? When, when, you, when you see that your friend is in a bad place or whatever, hey, let me encourage What on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Get your mind upon the fact that heaven is near. What are you doing today for kingdom come? What on earth are you giving for heaven's sake? When you think about it that way. What on earth are you thinking for heaven's sake? What on earth are you saying for heaven's sake? What on earth are you forsaking for heaven's sake? There are things that we need to forsake. We need to take up our cross and follow him. What are you forsaking for heaven's sake? What are, you, what are you believing for heaven's sake? What on earth are you embracing for heaven's sake? Think about that. When you become heavenly minded, realizing that you know, we are, heaven is near, what on earth are we doing for heaven's sake? His kingdom come. His will be done a king and a cause. Every day of my life, this is the truth, I wake up to a sense of devotion and duty. Devotion and duty. Devotion to a king and duty to a cause. I wake up every day to my maker and my mission. Praise God that I want to tell you this. If you didn't know this already, you were made for a purpose. You're not just made to live a certain amount of years on this earth, eat, sleep, exercise, maybe not exercise, holiday, build houses and stuff. No, no, no. You were made for a holy purpose. I wake up every day and I want you to realize this, that you can wake up every day to a maker and a mission every single day. What good is my life if I live it apart from my master and his mandate? Creator, creation. Creator has a purpose for the creation. When we submit our hearts to him and say, God, what is it that you have in mind? Not just what I have in mind. Let me align what you have on your mind for me. Acts 20, 24 says this, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good 
news about the wonderful grace of God. There's the cause right there. That's what my life's mission is, to be able to spread Jesus Christ through conduct, through, be, through everything, through my family, through my character, through my speech, through every way of my life, sharing Jesus Christ. My life is nothing without the King and His cause. Last year, our theme, as you know, was creating a courage culture. And we've got this little sign here, fearless and courage culture. Creating a counter culture to the current culture. This year, our theme is kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. May the culture of the kingdom, church, may it increase in me and the current culture decrease. May my social media, who is on social media, by the way? Anybody here? <laughs> Some of us are. Who goes on social media too much? Anyone? <laughs> Was that a New Year's resolution for anyone? Not, not to? Just my wife. <laughs> May my social media be measured by what on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? Is it about me? Or is it about the fact that my profile can actually serve a purpose far greater than me? Little, little gods walking around and putting attention onto ourselves. And I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to us as, 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 a, as a nation, as people. What on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? May FaceTime have a whole new meaning for us this year. May Facebook take on a new connotation this year. Brand new. Kingdom culture up. Current culture down. Kingdom culture is where we live with wisdom from Above. Wisdom from above. And we need that wisdom. God, I need that wisdom every single day. How do I attain that wisdom but by coming to you and receiving that wisdom that is readily available only from you and your presence? Current culture is where we live and operate in the wisdom of this world. James 3.15 says, This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic, where envy and self-seeking exist. Confusion and everything are there. Confusion and everything are there. That kind of sounds a little bit what's going on here and there around the world. Speaking of social media, let me share something very interesting. I don't know if you know this, but this is quite interesting. Chris Bale, who is a professor of sociology, um, for public policy and a data science at Duke University. That was a whole mouthful, right? Very wise man. Recently said in his podcast interview with Kerry Newhoff, just 6%, right? 6% of social media users generate 73% of extreme online content. A very small percentage are making a very, very loud noise. Current culture down, 
kingdom culture up. Jesus prayed. This is not me coming and trying to start an a, a angry revolution. If we heard anything about our king, he's a servant king. He's a king that came and washed the feet. He's a king that came and was born in a manger. So I'm talking about a wonderful king, a king of all kings. Current culture down, kingdom culture up. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is our king, church, and others, others is our cause. Others is our cause. 1 Timothy 6, 15 says this, As at, sorry, at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven. And then a little bit later on, it says, The King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. No one like him. Jesus is our king. Can anybody say amen to that? Jesus, there is one king. You are our king. We only bow to one king. Just like Daniel refused to bow, only to one king did he bow to the king of all kings. A lost humanity is our cause. And Matthew 25, 31 says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will, he, will, sorry, will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He will place the sheep on His right, but the goats on His left. The, then the king, the king, will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. You gave me. You gave me. You gave me. Think about that. You gave me. You gave me. You gave me time when I was sick. You gave hope to the prisoner. The king is talking to them about what? He's talking to them about the cause you gave me. There was a cause and you gave me. Time and time again. And then shows how closely the cause is related to the king. Because he said, you gave me. Who is me? Me is the king. You gave me the king. You gave the king. You gave the king. Six times, you gave the king. You gave the king. Think about that. That is powerful. What does the king say to those on his right hand who lived their lives for the cause? He says this, you gave the king, you gave me food. You gave the king drink. You gave the king shelter. You gave me clothes. You gave me time. When you visited me, you gave me, you gave the king. You gave hope to me when I was in prison. Powerful. The cause is the hungry. 
the thirsty, the homeless, the naked, the sick, and the prisoner. The cause is the world that God loved so much. And Lindsay said it so well. Loved so much. The unique son that he gave his only begotten unique son for us, for you, for me. And what does the king say to them on his left? Because there are two audiences here. One he spoke to and said, well done. You didn't give me. You didn't give me. You didn't give me. But what shocked them was he said, you didn't give me. Remember the story? He says, you didn't. He goes, but, but when did we see you naked? When did we see you thirsty? When did we see you hungry? They were shocked. As he said, you didn't give me. You didn't give me. You didn't give me, the king. You didn't give me food. You didn't give me water, shelter. You didn't give me clothes. You didn't give me care. You didn't give me hope. This year, I want to focus us on the greatest person we could ever love and the greatest purpose we could ever live. A king and a cause, the king of kings and the cause of all causes. Can anybody say amen to that? 